from ESPN Investigates Bloodlines, all right? It examines horse racing's current existential crisis. How did horse racing go from America's most popular sport to a game driven by returns on investment? How have decades of breeding for races changed the horses themselves? And what might 49 dead horses in one year at one track mean for the future of horse racing? Download and subscribe to ESPN Investigates and listen to Bloodlines, a three-part series wherever you find your podcasts. And now, it's time for Cheap Heat. Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. We are doing this one special vacation style. This is uh, not only am I on vacation with the one and only Dipperstein, but today is also the birthday of the one and only SGG Sport. Happy birthday, Stack Guy Greg. The thank big you, thank three you. five of a mage adjacent birthday confirmed. Yeah, I, I mean, after 30, it's all downhill out here. No. I thought you were older than that for some reason. It's because, it's because I'm, let's be honest, it's because I'm expanding uh, vertically. I, did you see the post I put up on Instagram? I did. It was, it was very touching. Oh, thank you. And, and did you see how thin you were on those posts? <laughs> I did. I did. You look great. Um, well, so listen, so we, we don't have a ton of time today. It is uh, SGG Sports birthday. Uh, Dip and I are both in Montauk, and I have uh, radio commitments all day. But we'll, we, we had to at least get in and do something today. So I guess is, uh, let's start briefly um, outside the ring. I know of at least one thing you'll probably get to, but I don't know how much you got. You don't want to start talking about Montauk? <laughs> a lot of Montauk to get to. A lot of Trump. A lot of Montauk talk. A lot of, lot of Trump-Pence flags being flown around. I mean, figured that much. I Did you? I, I didn't figure it. It's I, Long Island. I, yeah, exactly. You really got to figure it for everywhere that's, like, not in the actual city, inside a yeah. city. Yeah. It really hits you over the head here. It's very disappointing. I got to be honest. <laughs> I imagine. Uh, also, flags, giant, massive, you know... Like like hacksaw Jim Duggan waving massive flags. I mean, that's what it feels like. It's it's crazy. Long well, Islanders aren't known for their um, subtlety. Uh, hacksaw, hacksaw Jim Magas galore. All right, SGG, what's <laughs> happening outside the ring? The big thing I saw outside the ring was that you know WWE released officially Gerald Briscoe, Mike Rotunda, and some others. Um, they were furloughed a while back. 
there was hopes that they would be brought back with the company, but Gerald, Gerald Briscoe tweeted that he got a call from Vince McMahon that uh, he was no longer needed. And so yeah. he's done. You know, it, it's, it's crazy to me. I, I feel like if I worked at the same company as my father and my father was fired, I would be very upset about this. This happens all the time there, though. This yeah. is always a thing where people, husbands, wives, fathers, sons, it's like that's, it's a family business sort of, so. But they, yeah. they keep Dominic Mysterio, but they get rid of IRS? It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. It is. Well, I got news for you. I got news for you. They need Dominic Mysterio because the Gucci and Louis Vuitton shirts are not buying themselves. Let me ask you a question. Dominic needs them. Let me ask you both a question. Do you think the same guy that's making the MJF Burberry outfits is making the Louis Vuitton and Gucci outfits for uh, the Mysterio family? It must be the same bootleg guy. It's quite possible. It is quite possible. Uh, I think, unfortunately for Rey Mysterio, I, I think these are straight from the Gucci and Louis stores. I, there's no way. There's some things that are, are so out there. What do you think? They're selling the masks? The, no, the they're, one of, masks? they're one of one. They might be a one of one. Well, yeah, I think I did hear there might have been a Dapper Dan situation for the masks. It is, okay. It, is all of it maybe a Dapper Dan situation? No. Is that, no? No, the regular blouses? No. So they're wearing all these crazy full-price Louis Vuitton and Gucci garments? It, it, it might not be full-price. There might be like a, a, a Lucha discount that we don't know about. That's a great Lucha point. Gucci Lucha? Gucci Lucha, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it, you, by the way, they could start a new crew called the Gucci Doors. That is very smart. The Gucci Doors. I like that. They're Lucha Doors who are all in Gucci all the time. By the way, they look right. Yeah, that's it's true. Um, uh, so, so Jerry Briscoe, hell of a run. Um, very strange. Must have been a weird phone call. And interesting that he was like, I had to get out here and say this right away. I was like, why? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know that people were wondering. Yeah, I don't know that he had to go tweet it right away, but whatever. Hey, whatever floats your boat. It was either him or Patterson. And Patterson had to go. Well, listen, <laughs> one stooge, there's one budget for one stooge. I, but Patterson has only been like halfway in for a while now. Is that true? Yeah. He's not around all the time. No. I mean, but when we see, you know, when I go to some of the events and I'm, you know, lucky enough to be backstage, et cetera, he's always schmying around. He's a big backstage schmeyer, it seems. But you, you only go to the big events, though. That's right. true. That's now, true. And, and, and just remember, when Ted saw Pat Patterson, it wasn't that he was freaking out for Pat Patterson. It's of just not. that he's a fan of the IC title. That's all exactly. we're about. Yep. Um, all right, SGG, what else? That was all I had for Outside the Ring, that some of these WWE releases have been finalized. All right, good. So let's get right into it. And let's, uh, let's start off with uh, the AEW All Out. And the big news that came from that, uh, two things that I wanted to get to right away. Number one, obviously, the scary Matt Hardy situation. Yes. Um, he took a – the spot for him and Sammy was like jumping off of a scaffolding-type deal. Well, off. Sammy speared him. Oh, it was a Sammy spear? Oh, that's right. It was a spear off the scaffolding. It was a spear off the scaffolding, and he was supposed to land on a table, miss the table. Oh, I can't even think about it. And, and, and his back and head just basically landed on a cement floor. Yeah. Uh, I could have 
I said before uh, we started watching it, I said Matt Hardy is going to put his body all the way on the line for this match because you did that, say that. Yeah, I knew I knew something was going to happen, and there was a ton like. I knew immediately that bump was was not going was going to stop the match. I knew it. SGC. It should have stopped the match. Unfortunately, it didn't stop the match though. It That's stopped the, the match at Jace. It paused the match. Yeah, it didn't stop the match. Which is yeah. Apparently, the doctor uh, talked to Matt and decided to let him do one more spot. Which, if it happened in WWE, they would be absolutely crucified for. But yeah, and they AEW should absolutely be crucified for it as well. Honestly, because. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you let him do that. He's clearly hurt, especially when, you know, he comes out on Wednesday and says, well, I'm going to take some time to heal. Um, I need to recover. It's like, recover from what? AEW was denying that you suffered any injuries. And then you come out on Wednesday and say you need to recover from a situation. Like, everybody knows what it is, but... Well, how long, they, did, they, how long did AEW deny the injury? They still haven't said that he was concussed or anything. They were like, you know, the match was allowed to continue because he was good to go. We tested him. He passed. And, you know, we wouldn't have taken that risk, which is all the right things that you say. It's true. I mean, even I'm pausing the match. The match wasn't paused that long. It was like two minutes. So I don't even know what kind of field testing you could do in two minutes to determine if somebody's okay when all the footage before that showed that he was like clearly not. Okay. They shouldn't have let it go on. Although I got to tell you, this is the most violent feud in kayfabe or out of kayfabe that yeah. I have seen in years. <laughs> He's th- you go back and you watch Sammy throw that chair a couple of weeks ago. He literally took, I mean, we all have seen people get smashed over the head with chairs for years, but this time it's, it seemed more violent than ever. He took that chair, just threw it at his face. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's- I don't think they mean. Once Matt ran over Sammy with the golf cart, they had to like up the ante a little bit more and a little bit more, and you know. Oh yeah, I forgot that it was like that. It goes all the way back to the being run over with the golf cart. So it's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot. (laughs) They're both legend men. They're. I mean, it's like Sammy is like um, next generation Hardy Boys. I mean, let's face it. I think of him. I think of him that way. He's definitely willing to put it on the line. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this, though. So there's that to talk about. And then SGG, we talked about how the internet complained about um, – or I don't know, dude, was this off the podcast? So the, the Britt Baker-Big Swall match, did we talk – was that on the podcast? That was on the podcast. But then they decided to put it on the main card as a result yep. of the complaints. Yeah. And guess what? That wasn't a match that needed to be on the main card. In my no. No. I enjoyed it, but that was 100% the right place uh, for it. TV match. How like could you enjoy TV it? You enjoyed what? Match. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, cinematic matches, you got to judge them by a different criteria than like your in-ring five-star classics. Like it wasn't ever going to be that. It was like a fun, different thing. And in terms of like being different and f- that it didn't need to be on the show, but B, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't didn't deserve to be like. No, no. And by the way, I didn't hate, I didn't hate the match by any stretch. Um, I yeah. thought it was, it was entertaining. It was what it was. But again, it just wasn't the thing that had to be fought to be on the main card. You end up getting a look at it. And it's like, oh, maybe they knew that this was going to be kind of fun and goofy, and that's why it wasn't on the main card. Right, which is the exact type of thing that you know they would want to show 
the wider audience who's catching it on free TV to just be like, you know, this is also a type of wrestling that we offer. But then they stuck it on the main card where people who fought for it to be there ended up bashing it and didn't even appreciate it. <laughs> now, now here's, here's a, a, a Dipperstein is not going to like what I have to say here. Uh-oh. Hmm. I didn't love All Out. I mean, if, I if Dip was... is honest with himself, then he, he would say the same thing. Oh, my. It was so entertaining from beginning to end. No. Every single thing about it. We were edge of our seat. We loved every edge minute. Of our seat. I was on the I edge would, of my I seat would... because I was about to pass out from dozing off. Oh, was, my I, God. What are you saying? The, the, I, was, the, I was leaning. I'm with Greg. I was leaning back. The Mimosa Mayhem match was mage. No. Okay. I it enjoyed Mimosa so Mayhem. Exciting. It wasn't made so exciting. I it was cool. That there are two matches that I love. Championship match. Wait, say, then, it, say it one more time. You broke up a little bit. Say it one more time. The women's championship match, and then Moxley and MJF. And then I would almost put the FTR, um, Kenny Omega hangman page match in that category, but it ran too long for me. I didn't need thirty I, I minutes of that. I thought the end of that was sloppy and weird too. And then like the Young Bucks match too long you know that eight-man tag could have also been on free tv i thought the wrestling was so good i, I, I wanted more <laughs> he always wants more no matter what uh, it's entertaining it's interesting it, it's it's i get a feeling i get a feeling i'm just saying i get a feeling is that feeling though because i get a feeling when i'm watching aw <laughs> that makes me want more I, I can't explain it except, you know, and then, and then you watch raw this week and we're like, Oh, we could skip this. So let's, let's, Oh, Oh, this is the Hulu version. Oh, thank God. It's shorter. I mean, it is. Please. Listen, uh, thank I, God. The Hulu version is shorter though. That 90 minutes is, a, is like perfect cut. I, I hear you. I just think that the pay-per-view was long as hell. The, the, it was going and going. The red carpet was not needed. <laughs> um, as I've said from the very beginning, um, and I can't even say I'm, I'm no longer saying this with the, the idea that it should be me. They need another personality that they can toss to. That's not Jr. Excalibur or Shivani. They, they get to these spots on regular TV and in pay-per-views where it's like, well, we're going to sit here for a minute and try to stall until we get the next match together. And, um, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> yeah. Tony, it's been a it's been a great night uh, here. Well, they have Alex Marvez. I mean, what are you talking about? I know, I know. And then they go to <laughs> Marvez, and and the only purpose Marvez serves that's Mage is getting just roasted by Jericho, which is great every time. But besides that, he doesn't have the skill set. It the night had it had things that were great. To me, though, a legitimate forty five minutes too long. How about yeah. that? You know who I'm really loving these days. Chris Jericho. Oh, are you? <laughs> I, I mean, the man I, I did enjoy. I enjoyed Mimosa Mayhem. I thought it was very good. <laughs> Me too. I wouldn't say very good, but I did enjoy it. You think it was water it was with food coloring, or we were we were arguing about that? Do we think there was actually tons and tons of champagne in in the no. the vat, the two it was vats? Like, it was like water with food coloring. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably that. Nothing worse than gimmick uh, mimosas. Um. And then Orange Cassidy followed that up by getting like a very legit win on Wednesday. They clearly wanted him to have a serious moment. And then the biggest moment, I guess, of the week from AEW uh, would end up being the debut of Miro, a.k.a. Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it was uh, exciting to see, although I could smell it coming. I could smell, I could smell something with, with Rusev. Just I got to oh, yeah. I gotta say, I didn't see the because AEW is so clearly in bed with Dave Meltzer. And then Miro was like, I think it was this week. He said, Meltzer's going to burn in hell for, you know, telling lies on his wife. So it was like, well, you know, you, you blew up your chances of, of doing anything over there with that. So seeing him pop up on AEW was, was pretty unexpected. It was surprising. The only thing, I mean, I just hope that Rusev is the, or Miro, excuse me, is the last guy that shows up on AEW and immediately talks about wrong in WWE. I think that it was all, all set up perfectly and then he threw it away in the first 30 seconds of his promo with like his, he's being called Kip Saban's best man. His promo man, which yes, it could be a play on the wedding thing, but I think it really is him trying to stake his claim as being like the best wrestler in AEW. And it was a perfect launching point until he talks about the brass ring and then how, you know, WWE him wrong, which even if that's true, and if Rusev's, in Miro's case, I kind of agree that they didn't use him to the best of his abilities. After so many people coming and dipping into that same well, like if it's not dry yet, it, it needs to be. Here's what, I'll, here's what I'll say. I don't necessarily disagree. Um, but I'm going to have to disagree. Wow. <laughs> I think it would be really mage if he had, um, if like he, he was heel and he used a brass ring to, uh, to beat his opponents. <laughs> that could have worked. Um, but I think that, uh, I don't see any like problem with going after the, like doing the shots at WWE. It just, it's just, it's, it's not creative anymore. Like this one is not creative. Like do the shots, take like the subtle digs, like, even like, for example, Miro's debuting at a wedding, I don't think it was coincidence. I think that was 100% a shot at WWE. Like, that was the last time we saw him on their channel was a wedding angle. He pops up here oh, at a wedding angle. I think that was creative, and I think that was subtle and well done. But like the, the oh, Vince is an out-of-touch old man who doesn't know how to use the start. Like, we get it. We all agree. But like, making us think about WWE – on AEW is doing nothing but turning you into their fourth brand at this point. And that's like separate from them hiring these wrestlers because there's going to be cross pollination. Eventually somebody from AEW is going to jump ship to WWE. I don't know. They'll be trading back and forth. I don't know. Jump ship to WWE. I I I think so. It'll, it'll happen eventually. But, but what I don't, what we don't need is every single time somebody's from WWE shows up, they, they send a parting shot out the door like on AEW television. We're here to see AEW. Here's the thing though. What did WCW do when there was competition? They dumped the, the, the title in the toilet. They, you know, every single time, you know, they, all of that they, is creative. They I would love after to them. See, all of that is creative. I would love to see AEW do something like that. But what AEW oh. is doing right now is like the billionaire Ted skits or like the fake razors. I love the billionaire Ted skits. <laughs> Those were awful. I was so young when they, I was like eight years old when they were on and I'm like, I think I know what's going on here, but I don't quite understand. What about Nacho on. Man and the Huckster? Yeah, it was uh, no. What what did they call Macho Man? Nacho Man. Nacho, Nacho Man. Man. Nacho Man. 
that was crazy though, man. Back in the back then, oh my god, I, I was like when I did figure out when I was eight years old. When I did finally figure out what what was happening, I. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, when they had Flair, you know, um, black out the belt, you know, back in the that day, was great. Like, that was great. You know, I would I would like to see them do something like that. I agree with you, but I don't mind the shots. I mean, who cares? I mean. Whatever. I, all, all, all that is to say, the debut was totally underwhelming. And they, let's, you know, I, I expected AEW to do something better and more interesting. And they did absolutely nothing. What's the connection between him and Kip Sabin? They Twitch. They on Twitch. So him They're and Kip on. Sabian play Twitch together. They, 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 go on, they play video games on Twitch together. And, <laughs> and that's why, I just to me, the angle to bring out Miro is the best man at a wedding. It's like, that's what you, hold on. You're cutting a promo complaining about how you were misused in WWE and they, and take, you could take your brass ring and shove it. And your big debut is a wedding best man bit. Come on. I, I think, uh, they, he could have been a dark order, uh, a, you know, dark order member. That would have been better. Yeah. But any, anything like any sort of like addition to a stable or anything like that would have been fun. That's what they need to do. Yeah, I, I think this was a this was a very half-assed. They added him to the wedding of a complete mid-carder. Yeah, lower and mid-carder. Yeah, I like Kip Sabian, but he's Jobert. So I like I like Kip Sabian and Penelope before, but it the, the it's 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 Jobert Jace. Am I wrong? A million You're not wrong. In which they could have entered him into the equation. He could have been. A, he could have been a surprise entrant in the battle royal. Which, by the way, I don't understand how Lance Archer. Like, they have a ranking system. Like, they have these things that are supposed to set AEW apart and like make them great. You have a ranking system, and now Lance Archer jumps the line. Like, there shouldn't be a question as to who the number one contender is, or like who the next guy in line is. You have a ranking system right, to tell you. Moxley beats this guy. He moves down. The next guy moves up. How does Lance Archer like? Why is the need for a battle royal to determine who the next number one contender is? You're on mute, Peter. No, can't hear you. Got you now. now? Yeah. Okay. Not to mention the the end of the battle royal with Jake holding up the bag. It was a mess. The end was a mess. I mean, and we can't talk about. And how about the um, how big the mess the beginning was? Of what the botch battle royal? Which one in the battle royal? <laughs> oh, ooh. Matt Sedell, the Evan Bourne botch. Yeah. The Evan Bourne botch was not. Yeah. not. But you know what? It added something to the show. <laughs> I know. Even Dip loves botches if they're AEW botches. Um. What 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 of, note, what what of note happened on Monday Night Raw? The big split between Peyton Royce and Billy Kay for some reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. Drew, big, split. big split. Entire guy has revenge on Randy Orton. Three Claymores. Um, oh, big big advancing storyline there. A Claymore. He took three, not, in, not just oh, one. Big, three. Oh, it's big big stuff there. Big big. Hey, big. okay. Well, well, before you mock everything, I, I am happy to see Cedric Alexander in the Hurt business. Agreed. Yeah. Loved it. I, I, it was fun. I didn't understand like 
why he would join in that moment, like moments after you get beat down by the hurt business to decide that it's time to, to join up with them. But then I, I tweeted that and then I realized how many hoodlums and hooligans follow me because they were all just like, he got jumped in. It was his initiation. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. But it wasn't. No, we it, watched the it initiation. Was, it was, we it watched initi- initiated into the corporate ministry the, at, at uh, Royal Rumble 99. Uh-huh. That was an initiation beatdown. This was not an initiation beatdown. This was a, we don't know what to do, so we're going to scramble to put him in the Hurt Business and make it not, not meaningful at all. Right. Although it, I, I I'm happy that they did something and that he changed and that, he, and that there was a swerve of some kind. Again, one tiny little baby carrot. Delicious. Finally, <laughs> this week, there was something to, to talk about. But, I mean, it wasn't done in an exciting way. I'm happy that it happened, but eh, we can't hear you. No. Okay. Now we can hear you. Uh, you know what I've heard about Cedric Alexander? He's a great guy. Great guy. I've heard that as well. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Um, I don't know, man. I feel sort of bad for Drew McIntyre, but this story is just... Who cares? It's nothing. It's, it's, it's time to move on. Time to move on. Randy should just be taking the title and having a story with oh. people. Yeah, you answered my question. Did you say it's time to move on? Should he move on with or without the title? He should move on without the title. Randy should take the title. Randy should have a story with Keith Lee. Keith Lee should have Flair show up with him. That that is, I think that is the rub to give Keith Lee. I don't know, but Keith Lee is uh, already a shell of the man he once was six weeks ago. I mean, he, <laughs> the, mu- the, the, the music is ineffective and doesn't make you excited to see him come down the ramp. Yeah, no, I hate um, the music. He's got a shirt on. You can't see his, like, massive physicality. Um, I love Keith Lee, all about Keith Lee, but he's already watered down Keith Lee, unfortunately. He's Keith Lee adjacent. He's Keith Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who in WWE is insecure about, like, that made him put a shirt on because the the no shirt thing, I think, is bothering me a little bit more than the music, honestly. He looks like he's training. He looks like he's in a training match with the shirt on. Yeah. It makes him feel less important. Yeah, I mean, if it has to be there, just make it a singlet instead of, like, a black shirt that almost matches the, the gear. But I would rather just, like, have him look like he looked in NXT. He, I don't, I don't understand why they... Why they insist on changing the thing that made him mage? I would love to hear what that conversation's like with Triple H. It must be so frustrating for him to have to like argue about these things that he's seen work, that he's been behind, and then he gets there and they're like, "We're going to do this and do that and do this and do that." And he's probably like, "All right." It's hard to bask at this point. You can't. Bask. <laughs> it is. There's no bask. It is. I, I can't none. bask anymore. I'm. I'm. I'm finding myself. Not even thinking about a bask or any or any kind of basking. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, All I want to do is bask. It's not and, too much to ask. No. So bask is not too much to ask. Um, do we have matches made for a Clash of Champions? Gold Rush. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. We made official on SmackDown. Oh, we didn't talk about the Jey Uso of it all. Um, 
SmackDown last week. Oh, wait, we talked about it last week on the show? We did. We did. I forgot. I'm so confused now that we've been doing the show on Friday nights. We did talk about that. We already worked through our feelings on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I like it, though. I like the family aspect of it. Um, and I, I like that Roman's being a little bit more more heelish. Uh, he tweeted, you know, congratulations. I didn't think you could do it on your own. He's clearly, like, looking down, <laughs> looking down on his cousin. It's an opportunity. I will tell you that it's a really great opportunity to turn the Roman heel up to like 11 Mm -hmm. at that show. And like, that's what the purpose is, right? Like, that's why we have Roman Reigns versus uh, Jey Uso. It's not a main event. It won't main event the show. Um, So the purpose of it, I'm guessing what, Drew and Randy will main event the show? Or maybe Drew, Randy, Keith Lee? I don't think they add Keith Lee to the match, but I think the WWE title main events the show, whether it's the triple threat or it's uh, one-on-one Drew and Randy. And what will that leave for The Fiend? That will leave The Fiend in the funhouse, I'm assuming, because, like, I mean... They're, they're going to start a new feud on Friday because they're tonight because it says that um, he's going to have a new creation in the funhouse, so they'll probably start something new. Oh, there's a new Thanks. creation in the funhouse? Yeah. Yeah. You know who I'm hearing it is? A white dog. Oh, a mage dog. <laughs> um, so That's I'm, an inside joke. No one will understand. No, no, it's a very inside joke. But I popped, um, I popped a limited audience. Um, so we'll, we'll see, though, uh, what they, if they leave Fiend off. By the way, I'm fine with leaving Fiend off of Clash of Champions. Me too. He doesn't need to be on everything. In fact, he's the type of character that you don't want on everything. Like, what, do you, what way do you think they'll go, though, with him? Who's the next uh, – who is it? Well, that's the thing. It's not going to be Roman. It should not be Roman. It will not be. Um, who else is there? Who else is the big baby face on – Big E? Maybe. That can't be yet. No. I just don't see how they get there. Not yet. It'll be revealed tonight for sure. We'll, we'll find out. I'd like to maybe Jeff Hardy. Him. Maybe he gets moved out of the way and it's kind of the championship pitch, and then maybe ends up in the. I would somehow. love. I would love for the fiend to be fed for like a, a little month period. I would love for the fiend to be fed a legend. Yeah, like who? Lawler. Let's start with Lawler. Let's get him out of the way. I would love. Early. Who, uh, who do we – Who? what legend would it be? They're not going to do it. It won't be IRS, unfortunately. No, Sat or not Jerry Briscoe. But Farouk, APA. Also, by the way, maybe. APA would be Mage. That, that would be a lot of fun. Feet or Booker, I would be – any of those guys who still look good and still look, like, credible, and they end up, like, in a, in a, in a promo – where you, you get to have J- JBL come out for a few weeks, cut a couple promos, maybe him and Farouk together, and the Fiend just ends up killing them both. I love but, it. By the way, I would love to see APA out there right now. <laughs> that would be <laughs> so mage. Because, like, Farouk still looks pretty good. JBL yeah. looks like a million bucks. He's in a suit. Farouk yeah. can be in the damn shirt. It'd be so dope, right? I, I think you could totally use those guys right now. I know, I know, I know. We need a few. See, that's what you... I'm not going not to go back to AW, but it's fun to see Tully Blanchard and to see Jake and to see them out uh, there. Their use, their use of old guys right now is winning. It's for fun. Him. There's no it's doubt. It's fun. It's fun to see it. 
I like their use of older wrestlers. Me like too. seeing people of varying age and WWE has some of it, but seeing people of varying ages wrestle each other is exciting and fun to me. Me too. Despite their skill level at the moment. Well, and the, beauty, and the beauty of wrestling not being a real competitive sport is that you can have a 58-year-old guy wrestle a 30-year-old guy. Watching Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy is... ...daredevil who is on his last legs of... ...and is going to put his life on the line. The other is the brand new top three or five biggest stars in the company who are jumping around doing crazy things, who's an incredible wrestler, and who will put his ass on the line in every single match, making each other look great by bleeding and doing crazy stunts. I mean, Sunday notwithstanding. Like, you would hope that they make each other look great, but Sunday... Saturday. Saturday, yeah, excuse me. Matt Hardy and... I, I, you know what? That was an accident. I can almost guarantee you that that match was going to be insane. In every way. I bet it would have been fun. Um, and uh, I think WWE needs to be used. I mean, again, SGG, you'll disagree with me, but like, it doesn't matter. Like, when I'm watching Raw, you know, our friend who is with us who, who was just watching, um, who was watching the other day, was just saying, like, it just seems like they're filling time in the ring. And it, it, it does sometimes. In AEW, it doesn't feel like they're wasting, just doing moves to pass the time. That I would. Yeah, I strongly disagree, especially after like that young tag match on Saturday. Like that match dragged on way too long. The the tag team championship match didn't need to be a half an hour. You talk about like wasting time in the ring. You can't just throw guys a half an hour just because they want it and give them time just because they want it. Because... I agree with both of you. I we can't hear you. How about now? I, be- I agree with SGG that on pay-per-views, they waste time galore. And I agree with Dip that because they do a two-hour show once a week, they don't waste as much time on Dynamite. Um, but I think there's a I, – I, you can't say they don't waste any time, Dip. Every match on that pay-per-view had an extra 10 minutes. Yeah. But like they, they filled the time wisely, at least, with the, with no. the wrestling. No, because they could have got out. They could have got in and out, and gave, they could have gave you the exciting matches that you love. And like, it's could have been a great pay per view if they trimmed the fat. And part of that was just not listening to fans when they demanded that tooth and nail be on the pay per view. Now, SGG is the same guy who also defended the length of Edge and Randy Orton. But listen, that's neither here nor there. But I love the that thing. match. I'm, I'm watching Andrade and and um and uh, what's his name? Angel Garza and Angel Garza versus Street Profits, the only interesting moment in that match is when Montez Ford does his incredible leap at the end. That's it. The rest of the match is just, you know, a the convention. The bell and then Montez Ford does his, does his, his frog splash. Like, they got to get to that point. But my thing is, like, with that, with that pay-per-view especially, it was glaring how many times, like, the finish could have been here. Because even with, like, the, the Randy Orton Edge match, right, I asked people, what would you cut if you felt like that match was too long? And nobody could say anything. But, like, I told you, matches- once they got to the truck, once they got to the, the on top of the thing, mm-hmm. it was too long. They continued to fight for too long. It wasn't that much. It wasn't, like, an, 30 minutes too long. It was seven minutes too long. Like, their, their time backstage to me just could have been cut down. Now, again, Edge explained to us on the podcast 
that like they did that live. They didn't have any time to do an edited version of it. That just was them feeling it out. So it is what it is. But I'm just saying, I, I think they're, I don't think either company is perfect on time. But of all the weeks for Dip to really sing the praises of AEW, <laughs> this is not the one. Coming off of a pay per view that was an hour too long. Um, and that's after it had a pre-show and a red carpet. And, you know, the truth is... A match that was cut ha- in half. <laughs> exactly. And it, and it fell out. <laughs> yep. And it yep. fell out. And, right in half. It was cut in probably a fifth. And, and, yeah. and by the way, that is... That's supposed to be people believe their mania. Like, that, that didn't feel like WrestleMania. No. It didn't. I thought it was very entertaining in the moment that we were watching. I'm very curious to see. Next week, we'll get back into the mailbag, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. And I'm curious to see what people's thoughts were on All Out. We'll have a normal show next week without the confines of, uh, of Montauk. And we'll, we'll dive more into it because I'm curious how other people feel. But don't get me wrong. I enjoyed things about it. I just feel like it's one of those things where, you know, WWE can – surpass expectations on a random pay-per-view and get very little credit. And I think AEW can kind of disappoint on a major pay-per-view and no one really talks about it. I I get it. People are really excited, Dip being the perfect example of everything they do. I just try to be an honest broker of both, as best I can be. You know what? I'm going to chalk it up to this. It's nice to see new stuff and new people. People yeah. new faces yeah. without the constraint of, of every word written for them verbatim okay. sounding like robots. I, I like to see genuineness when they come out like they did when I was a kid. That's I, it. That is the number one way, thing. To that point, gotta give props to Kip Sabian. The best part he of that great. segment was not Miro. It was Kip Sabian. He was yeah, great. Kip Sabian's man yeah. was awesome. He kept it flowing. He you really know, did. It's like we all out and then i we we watch raw on 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 the replay and and randy orton comes out and goes last week i you know i claymore drew mcintyre and i've won the ic title seven times and i beat up legend it's just like ugh, enough we know who you are we know what you've done we know what happened last week who cares say something new progress the storyline show me something that's entertaining rather than you just coming out and threatening somebody and telling us what your resume is a resume Uh, and it's done you're talking about wrestlers talking about wrestling it's just not interesting (laughs) i can't listen to i love randy orton okay i think he's he's an incredible wrestler and a legend but i can't listen one more week to him come out and tell everyone who he is and what he's done we 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 don't care we know who you are but say something that's gonna pop the audience you know miro and like aew in their WWE resume and trashing it. If you just want the, you oh, stop. You it's not even apples are, to apples. You know what they've done. Why have them come out? Things crazy. crazy. It's not apples to apples. I appreciate you not taking the bait. But <laughs> I'm not taking that bait because it's so preposterous. AEW, you, they they stand in every single promo is is off the cuff to some degree, and it sounds natural, like they're actual people and not you know. Ro- I'll say this right now. There needs to be a middle ground, though. I don't, I don't like the superscripted promos, but I think in a just like Ugh. it's inconsistent. But okay. SGG, there's nobody. We could say this: there's nobody in the wrestling business, in WWE or otherwise, who sounds as raw and makes you lean in and pay attention as much as what Eddie Kingston's doing in AEW right now. Yeah, perfect example. 
I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. He comes out, he grabs the mic. I'm nervous about what he's going to say. Right. Is he going to go too far? What's up with this guy? Is he? Is this? Is this real? Yeah. I, I am being worked by him. Yes. When was the last time you were worked by someone Brilliant. in WWE? Brilliantly. So, yeah, it's he's Eddie Kingston is so good. I want to see him and Taz go at it more. Those two New York badass dudes just talking trash to each other. And to Dip's point, you don't get a lot of that on WWE. That is not the way they do promos right now. So yeah, I, and Eddie Kingston too. I forget. Where he was, he told the story, though, that, like, WWE contacted him and wanted him to be, like, a backstage, I think, producer or agent or, or like, you know, a coach maybe at the Performance Center. And you just got to think, like, if he was backstage doing some of those promo classes and getting them to – if they gave him the freedom to, to you know, let people get bullet points and then just go out there and tell the story, you just have to think that the promos that – WWE do right now would feel more different. They would feel like you said raw, and they would feel more natural. But um, AEW was willing to put him in the ring. Exactly, but it speaks to the problem that they wouldn't think they need to use him. Here's what they they have a lot of talent though. Like they uh, that they wouldn't use him in the ring doesn't mean that they're wasting. Because remember, Sarah Del Rey when she signed, she was far and away the hottest best women's wrestler on the planet. She signs with them and she doesn't have one match with them, but like her is still is felt like immediately with the way the women's division is, is doing. So, I mean, I think his influence would have been felt right away. Um, Guys, I got to run, but here's what I will say in closing. I'll leave on a, on a high, on a positive note. The fact that we can have these arguments now that there is, you know, a back and a, a back and forth, and arguing between two shows and there's some competition, it really makes everything, WWE, AEW, whatever you're watching, more exciting. And, and you know, it, it makes for some great argumentative talk, some okay. Montauk talk. You dig? It, it makes for some Montauk talk. Hey, Greg, happy birthday, buddy. We'll do a regular show next week. Have a- Thank you. Thanks, guy. Thanks, fellas. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left, the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're going to sleep in the car now. Happy Geico-ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents.